Hello ladies and gentlemen, and this is Sam Hutchins, and welcome to the latest uh, installment of Xavier's Journey. Uh, for our first time listeners, uh, and I hope there are more, uh, this is a story about autism and my son's journey. Of course, Xavier's Journey uh, is the name that I've chosen because my son's name is Xavier, and he was diagnosed with uh, autism back in 1994, uh, and through that time we when I say we, I mean me, his mother, his siblings, and some some more supportive uh, from the family have. We've had a, what we call a journey, and we've through that journey we've learned a wealth of experience, a uh, wealth of knowledge about autism, and the experts of autism. Uh, we've got some very interesting stories. We got some uh, a lot of good information uh, about the experience because Xavier is now 27 years old, about to be 28 this year. Um, he's an extraordinary young man very bright uh he's nonverbal. uh again this is mostly for the uh, first time listeners you guys haven't been part of the uh, podcast before uh but i started this podcast about a little over a year ago uh because i wanted to help people that were just coming up on the diagnosis of autism uh and although there have been many advances made in the field of autism, ADHD, Onspargers, uh, and all of those things that are on the spectrum, uh, a lot of people still are very new to this uh, thing called autism. And a lot of them are getting that diagnosis for the first time, and they're frightened, uh, which is where we were uh, back in 1994. Xavier was born in 92. He was uh, diagnosed in 94 when he was two. Uh, of course, uh, again, his original diagnosis was PD. D, which is called pervasive developmental disorder. Uh, and yeah, and this, this thing will have you almost like alphabet soup because there's a lot of, uh, acronyms that they go by PDD, ADHD, um, and, and things of that nature. But, uh, that is what this is about. Uh, this podcast mainly is about, uh, spreading information, uh, where to go, how to go, and, you know, just sharing some of the experiences that uh, we had with Xavier uh, growing up. As I stated now earlier, he's 27 now. Uh, just to give you a little insight, if you can visualize, he's six foot four, almost six foot four, uh, over 300 pounds, but he has the most gentle nature about himself, which is a blessing within itself. And uh, to compound it, he developed a seizure disorder around when he was seven years old. And he takes like 25 pills a day to maintain uh, that. Of course, it doesn't stop the seizures, but it does help control them. Because at one time, uh, he was having like three or four a day. And I think the longest time he's gone now, and I could be wrong, but I'm reaching from memory. But uh, I think he, he has went as long as almost 40-some days without a, without a seizure. Uh, but again, the medicine doesn't stop it. Uh, I think the most effective one was one that was uh, called Banazil. That's the one that's been the most effective about helping him. So you, uh, if any of you going through something like that, uh, Banazil is something that you might want to check in, check out. And again, uh, per the last podcast, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, doing some research on the uh, probiotics because you hear a lot about probiotics, you know, uh, healing the gut. And that's supposedly one of the uh, things that's supposed to be helping with autism. Uh, I'm still doing research on that because um, I'm seeing some people say that it's helping. Some people saying that it's not helping. I hadn't, I don't know the difference or the similarities that go with the people that they say that it is helping. But I do know one of the things that kind of turned me off and made me a little skeptical about it. Uh, every time I click on one is somebody trying to sell something. Uh, and uh, probiotics pretty much work the same. 
um, because uh, I hope my daughter doesn't mind sharing. My daughter Carlita has a uh, has had a stomach uh, ailment it was going on, and one of the things that the doctor prescribed to her was some uh, probiotics, daily probiotics in her diet, and that did help her uh, getting to uh, some sense of normalcy about her health in that regard. But as far as one probiotic being better than the other, or a probiotic probiotic being there to help. Uh, with the autistic, I, I I myself had have not seen the proof, but like I say, it's fifty fifty. But like I said, what made me skeptical about it was sometimes I'll click on it, and of course, it's somebody trying to you know get you to buy a subscription to probiotics. Uh, when you know probiotics are basically something you can go across the counter and get. Um, so I don't think they're any different or any better than anybody else's. But again, I haven't done my research on that because I kind of got thrown off. And a lot of our lives probably getting turned over uh, because of the COVID-19 coronavirus. Uh, it kind of put everybody in a whirlwind, kind of put them in a position where they're not used to. And they're doing some things that we're not that we're not used to. And I've been, uh, you know, going back and forth on this, you know, with this show. And I kind of kind of editing. Hopefully this is the final edit for it. But I wanted to talk to you about how we uh, as human beings feel about our lives being displaced put in a position that we're not used to forced into a situation that we don't really want to be in. And I tried to compare and contrast that uh, to a child or an individual with autism, because that's basically what the world is for them. And as it regards to their lives, because now we kind of, we can, I don't know if we, if we thought about it, uh, we, we look at it in any kind of way, but it's kind of that way with them all their lives. Um, because, as a parent of an autistic child uh, in social settings, sometimes, uh, you know, you get that, that snake eyed look, you know, like, can't you control your child? Or why is, oh, I don't, why, and, and almost like they're looking at you like, why did you bring them out? Because you know they act like this way. And as an advocate for a child, or you know, standing up for your child, you, you don't want to deny your child opportunity for anything, which is one of the things that I went back and forth that me and Xavier's mom went back and forth with in school was to make sure that he wasn't denied an opportunity to do anything. Just don't assume that my son can or can't do something because he has this, he has autism, you know, since so they tried to, and, 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 or, but we got on a, a good page with that. And, and, you know, my hats off, shout out to uh, Principal Al Darby and uh, Winderberry High School administration, you know, for my son, because we got on the same page with that and we understood one another. And we got to that point. But getting back to what I was saying about the coronavirus and the uh, the pandemic and how it's, it set us apart, you know, set us in place, you know, the stay at home orders and uh, the businesses that are shut down. And it puts you in a place, a very uncomfortable place, and you really don't have a plan for it because it wasn't something that you saw coming. Uh, and, you know, some will, some will even go back as far as say, well, back in November, uh, it was reported or, you know, and they show you newspaper articles where it was mentioned in February and, and things like that. But again, having all that information, you still weren't prepared for what we're going through now. The social distancing, uh, what kind of virus this is, how does it spread, you know, because you get different conflicting reports, you know, that, it, well, it doesn't live in heat or it does. It dies in heat. It lives in cold or it dies in cold. Um, and, and a lot of things that you believed about life in general is being tested right now. Uh, and you can't really get a grasp on what you was, but you, but you know, you put your faith in what you believe in. And, and I can only speak for myself. My faith is in, in my, in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, my, my God. And, uh, I, 
put a post on Facebook today. I don't know if anybody watched. I mean, if you may or may not watched it, because I don't even know who's listening to this. But anyway, I, I, and I basically was saying we, we need to work on the positive. Because believe it or not, if you listen to the doom and gloom of the media, what you're going to find out is that this thing is, is, is bad. But for me, and I was talking to somebody, having a conversation with somebody else, and I was telling them, the thing about it is that the mass hysteria is is spreading faster than the pandemic uh, because it's almost you you thinking like you're hopeless but they if they if you do the simple things like stay at home unless you have to do have to go somewhere uh wear a mask wear gloves be sanitized be sanitized and and you know and be prepared take this thing serious but on the flip side of that, what I'm trying to say is that there are more people being healed from it than people that are dying from it but the thing is the early diagnosis and I think what um the politicians and the Democrats and the Republicans, where well, you don't get it, everybody trying to look for a reason for it to be somebody else's fault, not their fault. When we need to be thinking about how we can come together to get all of us out of this, and um, you know, the testing. You know, I don't think when you're talking about somebody's life, you know, you can't if they feel like their lives in jeopardy, if they feel like they need to be tested, don't just say, "Look, well, you don't have enough symptoms to be tested," because two incidences and I won't go into them because they're personal. I've heard where people were told that they didn't, the criteria that didn't, they didn't have enough of the symptoms to be tested for the coronavirus. I could care less about how much it costs for somebody to be tested. It doesn't hurt to be sure. And it's not going to be a big deal if they were wrong. Uh, it's sort of like when I was telling people, when the publication that we put out about, you know, autism, like a lot of people wait till their child is six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years old because they didn't, you know, they lived in denial about some of the signs that they saw and they wrote it off as, you know, they'll grow out of it or they're just starting late. But if you see one sign, I, 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 I strongly suggest that you go and get your child, you know, evaluated, screened or whatever you want to call it, uh, because Xavier you know, and again, you know, people get tired of me saying this, but I, it'll be my testimony, you know, till I die. I'm very thankful for his mom insisting that we did get him tested because I didn't see what she was seeing, you know, and for various reasons. But she insisted. So we did go get him. And that's why. And that was it, too. And which is why I keep telling people. Uh, and the thing that we stress the most at the gala, the thing that we stress most when we go out and speak to people, the thing that we stress, one of the things that we stress the most, you know, when we go to shows and stuff like that, or when I'm asked to speak, early intervention is the key. It is absolutely the key. And I'm saying, bring that back to this, to the coronavirus. If those people, you know, you want to wait till they get three or four symptoms before you test them. And then you find out that they do have three or four, that they do have it because they didn't, they only had two. And then like a week later, they had the other two. You've wasted a week and you baby basically you're putting somebody's life in jeopardy. And th and that's why, you know, I, I, I Democrat, Republican, I could kill us by either one of them. My thing is common sense. And we're talking about the value of a human life, you know, and I'm, like I said, I'm trying to compare and contrast to, you know, how a, an autistic child, you know, or adult feels in our world because they've been so displaced. And, and, and what I'm saying is get you to look at this Think of how displaced you feel. Think of how you feel like you don't belong in this situation, but that there's nothing that you can do about it. Again, like I said, my son is nonverbal. And so a lot of the stuff or a lot of the procedures that needed that could have possibly been done for him, you know, were not a, we couldn't do because, again, that communication, that's not that verbal com communication between how he felt about what had been what had happened to him. We didn't have that. So we had to go with prayer. 
We had to go with faith and, and, and God seeing us through this. But like I said, this podcast is about keeping people informed about some of the latest things that have been going on. But I thought it was good. For, I think I thought it would be a good thing for me to come on and talk and just get you to kind of think a little bit, you know, just sit back and think about how an autistic person or a person with ADHD or a person with Alzheimer's, how they feel now, because you're kind of in that boat that they are, that they're just trying to figure things out because there is no plan for what they have. They're just trying to figure out where they belong in this earth. And one of my things I've always said about if you're on this earth, you belong on this earth and there's a place for you and where that place is. You know, a lot of times, you know, if we call it, we're quote unquote normal people, we have to figure that out on our own. But the one thing we can't do is say that somebody doesn't belong. If they're here, they belong. If they're here, God created them for a reason. And and a lot of times they need help with that reason because, you know, and I'm not even calling it, call them disorders, but I just call them different, which was going to be the thing for our gala this year was going to be from disorder to different. But because of the pandemic, uh, the coronavirus, we had to, um, we're in the, we're postponing it. Uh, we may wind up canceling all together, but what we and just gearing up for next year, but what we did want to do, uh, and to those who listen to this podcast, we did want to still want to do the, uh, scholarship aspect of it. The, uh, Wanda Lene Emerson scholarship for, uh, and the recipient, we're hoping we can have two. So, uh, we will be having fundraisers trying to, um, raise money and I, and, I, and this year's my goal and I'm gonna get my team you know, get us to work. We're going to try to raise, raise enough money to give two scholarships and two laptops uh, to two recipients. Uh, this year, boy or girl that are going to the, uh, it, it, it wasn't, we wanted to be like a nursing field or special education or something like that. But you know, whoever the, we, that they deem to be the best candidates, we will do it that way. Um, so there will be t-shirt sales, uh, shout out to Kim's classic, Cre- I mean, classic creation by Kim. She did a wonderful job with some shirts, uh, they're actually for the uh, podcast, but we'll be selling them and those proceeds will be going toward the Wanda Lene Emerson Scholarship Fund. Uh, of course, you can see the shirts on uh, the Hope for Xavier page on uh, Facebook. You may be see them on there. Um, and we're going to uh, be relaunching a website. We got it parked right now, uh, but we're going to re- be redoing some reach out. We're going to have a different website. Uh Got some people working in the background. Uh, you know, got to get some communication between them so we can get that up. Hopefully, we'll have that up uh, by this summer. Uh, but again, uh, we're going to be selling T-shirts, uh, and of course, uh, you want to make a cash donation. Uh, you can do that. Um, you can uh, reach me at uh, Hutchins Enterprise Two Thousand at Gmail dot com, or uh, we do have a cash app. It's called Dollar Sign. Hope for X. Now again, that's dollar sign Hope for X. H O P E, the number four and the letter X. That's the uh, cash app. Uh, if you want to make a, a donation now, or you can see uh, any other members. Uh, shout out to our newest member, Miss Bridget Wilson, who's coming on board. Uh, I think she's going to add a lot to the team, and Miss Sabrina Riley, who is a paparazzi consultant as well. So uh, shout out to her and her paparazzi business. You know, you look her up on Facebook uh, and her five dollar cuties, as she always says. Uh, but that is what's be going on. And like I said, I just wanted to come on and talk about uh, the compare and contrast. You know, somebody living with autism or ADHD or orange sparkles and how we're dealing, how they deal with that, which is nothing, which is how we are 
possibly probably dealing the same way that with that as they deal with theirs because we're all displaced. We all have no plan, but we have faith. At least I do. And that, you know, God has us. But the thing of it is, you know, God has you, but you got to participate. He's got the whole world in his hand, but we got to participate. And that's the thing, you know, so if they say stay at home, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I urge you to stay at home. Um, don't go out. I mean, take this thing very seriously because I, I don't want anybody to lose anybody sooner than they're supposed to. I know we all live and we are as sure as we live, we are going to die, you know, but as we don't need to speed that up. And that was one of the things I wanted to come on here and say about the, you know, COVID-19 coronavirus and how it's disrupted people and how we feel, you know, different, how we feel trapped and, and in some cases helpless, but we're not helpless. We're not hopeless. Uh, again, I try to see God in everything. Didn't always do that, but I do now. And uh, I think we should all be looking toward God. And the reason we some of us can't see God is because we've been distracted by the negativity. We're looking in the wrong direction. You got to keep your eyes toward God. You're not going to see God if you're looking somewhere else, but you got to seek God and he's everywhere. And that's what I just wanted to come on here and see. And again, I've joined a Facebook group and it's about autism. And I have met some outstanding people and I hope to have them come on. Uh, via telephone, uh, via call in, of course, because they're in different states. And I just wanted to make sure that I gave shout out to them. And one of the most interesting uh, people that I've met is this uh, young man, and his name is Jorman Angelo. I, 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 hope, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And he calls himself King Jorman. And, and, and one of the things I like about uh, Jorman, he's an outstanding kid. He loves to dance. And I think he loves to make people smile and laugh. And, I, and his mom posts videos of him almost every day and when i click on those videos i get such a kick out of what it is he's doing how he's enjoying his entire life and how he's living his life and uh and i reached out to his mom and i spoke with her and maybe about possibly coming on the show and uh doing a phone interview and telling me about german you know so i can get a little more up close and personal about what it is he does because he his if you get if you see it I mean if you join a group I forget what it's called autism it's about autism but King German he he dances I mean he he, he just makes you laugh and that joy comes on your face and I interact with him on Facebook and a lot of times that makes my day you know yeah, and to see these kids with autism young I don't know how old he is I'm thinking he's around 15 I'm not quite sure but um the smile on his face and how he seems to be enjoying life and, and, and my hats off to his mom because she seems to be doing a great job because there's one thing about uh german he does look very happy and it reminds me uh when people see xavier that's one of the things that they say uh they said that that he's a very happy kid or he's a very happy child and, and they say kid sometimes a child but uh, he's like i say he's 27 you know almost six foot over 300 pounds when a big foot like 16 17 foot but size shoe but he's he's a great kid in german so i want to shout out german and king german as he likes to be called and his mom and of course to uh, a friend of mine i reached out to uh we've been friends for about two years we've never actually met she lives in canada and her name is crystal sandstrom and she uh she's another guest that i hope to have on sooner or later uh because her son too has autism and, and she does a great job and the one thing i like about her is her attitude she has a uh uh like it's it's just always upbeat. It's like it's never gets it down. At least that's where it seems on Facebook. I don't know outside of Facebook, but it seems like she's just you know, 
she's committed to what she's doing for her child who has autism and, 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 and she's in it to win it. And, and my hat's off to her too. Again, she's doing an outstanding job. And another kid that I had to, I hadn't seen him in a while, but I seen him today for the first time. I had met him, and uh, his name is Lucas black and his dad is doing an outstanding job too, because they're posting fo uh, Facebook. And when you do that, I mean, you, that's transparency. You know, they look, you get to look into the lives of these children and see, the efforts that's being put forth by their parents and their caregivers. And, and I don't know if they realize it. I don't know if they understand it, but it actually helps with people who are, like I said, they're early in this journey. It actually helps with people who, who may be just getting that diagnosis and are frightened by it. But you can look and see that people make their own normalcy when it comes to uh, autism. And when you, again, you're going to hear something about the spectrum because it depending on where they are on the spectrum, uh, you know, you just make do it with because there's no handbook that comes with how to do this for an autistic child, how to do this, because the spectrum is broad and it is different from all of them. Uh, seen a post from a friend of mine, uh, Miss Sandra Rogers, who was once part of the Hope for Xavier Foundation, but she still supports it. Um, and her son, David, who's in a, of course, he's on a different place in the spectrum from uh, Xavier. He's going to be a lot more independent. David is driving now. And, and, and I know that's something that he's going to, you know, be good at. I know that's something that he's going to excel at uh, because David is very gifted. He's very intelligent, as are all these kids. You know, it's just a matter of finding what intelligence uh, we can see the intelligence that they have because they have it, you know, and they use it in various ways. And sometimes we don't recognize it. But uh, I just, yeah, I wanted to shout out those German, uh, uh, of course, Crystal and her son. And, and again, if you want to, uh, I would like for you to like, share, and subscribe to the Xavier's Journey uh, video, I mean, not video, the uh, podcast. Uh, we can be found on Anchor, which is an app that you can download if you want to start your own podcast. I basically started this podcast because, again, it was part of uh, a marketing tool for the Hope for Xavier Foundation that I started for my son. And like I said, our goal is awareness and empowerment while empowering because we wanted to empower people and make sure that we were doing something, trying to do something to make this world a better place for our kids and for the kids that were coming up behind them who, who eventually were turning into adults uh and that was uh basically why i started this and and again it's kind of like a therapy for me too because sometimes you you know in this journey on this journey you will get down on yourself and you'll need uh things to pick you up and you'll need things to make you feel like you've got something to fight for you know and you can find it in the faces of your child and like I say, sometimes I find it in the faces of, you know, other kids who are living and dealing with the same situation. And Xavier is such an inspiration to a lot of people. And like I say, he is my heart beating. Um, like I say, his siblings and his mother, we all do a great job with him protecting him. And that is one of the things that motivates and drives all of us, you know, to keep the hope for Xavier Foundation going, you know, because it's, it's, it's bigger than, you know, it's bigger than anything that we could ever imagine. And we're trying to make a place, we're trying to make it right for a place for everybody so they can use a child because, you know, there's that they belong and they don't belong isolated. They, they need to be a part of this world because they're in this world that makes, that gives them the right to be a part of this world. And God made them too. And God doesn't make any mistakes. You just have to find a purpose for what it is that God made them for. And with that being said, and like I said, we're on Anchor. Uh, you can uh, you can also find us on Spotify as well as Stitcher and a couple of more that escapes me at the moment. 
Uh, the price on those T-shirts, if you wanted to, uh, I'll post some on my on the Facebook on the Hope for Xavier Foundation uh, Facebook page. If you want to look at it, they're going to be they're, they're twenty bucks. Yes, and we can and we can ship them. Uh, you, of course, I think there's like a three dollar shipping and handling charge or something like that. Um, but again, all proceeds uh, will go to the Wonderland A. Emerson Scholarship Fund, which we still that is the aspect of the gala that we still want to do. Of course, we're not having the gala again. It has been postponed because of the COVID-19 coronavirus. Uh, and they said that they don't know when they will open that back up for public use again, which is the right thing to do. Because public health and public safety is is absolutely at the top of everything and should be at the top of whatever decision any of these politicians make. And, you know, it may not be popular with some people, but it's necessary. So in that regard, and I guess I need to say uh, I don't own the rights to the uh, intro music that I just played. Uh, It's called Carmen. It's an instrumental by a jazz artist that I like uh, called Ronnie Law. So but uh, having said that. I am getting ready to sign off now. And again, this is Samuel Hutchins, uh, host of the Hope for Xavier, uh, president and founder of the Hope for Xavier Foundation and host of the Xavier's Journey, uh, a journey with journey with autism with Xavier Hutchins. So I'm going to sign off now and uh, post this on Facebook. And like I said, go to Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher or whatever you click onto it. Come back and listen to it. Like, share and subscribe. And again, you guys be blessed and thanks for listening.